For too many years, we've been told to show the horse who's boss, use gadgets, and ride two and three-year-olds. We're expected to follow fashionable trends, like riding behind the vertical or with your horse's nose on the ground, and put our short-term performance goals before the long-term health of our horse. This sounds crazy to me, because we're forgetting all about the horse. In this show, you'll learn why groundwork, lateral movements, liberty work, and pole work are so important in your training program. Plus, how to build lightness and softness in the saddle by recognizing the try and building confidence in both horse and rider. We know that horses are only physically mature at five and a half years of age at the earliest. We believe that collection is not a head position. We know that older horses are not disposable. Walking 100 miles on foot is amazing to build that connection together. And that bitless bridles, California hackamores, bosala macates can be really useful. We never place competition goals above our horse's health and we know that self-carriage means that the horse does it by himself. We take as long as it takes and we understand the importance of working slowly with the horse to build connection, trust and partnership together and we aim to always put the horse's mental, physical and emotional needs first. So I promise to share all my horsemanship strategies with you. Sounds good? I'm your host, Elaine Heaney, creator of the Listening to the Horse documentary. Let's get this show started. Now, I want to share with you a useful strategy that you can try out at home this week. It's called the Trot Exit. It's a riding exercise. You don't need any tools or setup, but there is a prerequisite, which is knowing how to do shoulder in and shoulder out. And if you don't know how to do these lateral movements, no worries, we do have a simple training program at, I think, shoulderouttraining.com. But here's the idea. Lateral work, lateral movements, they're so important to help your horse begin collection and self-carriage. They're gonna help redistribute weight from the horse's forequarters to the hindquarters. They help horses to carry the rider more easily, to become more athletic, agile, and flexible. I do a lot of lateral movements with my horses, Ozzy and Matilda, but there is a common issue that I see quite a lot, and it's when you're asking your horse to do shoulder in or shoulder out, and you're trying to get it right, but what happens is your horse starts going slower and slower and losing energy. And this is actually a fairly consistent thing when you do lateral work, I should say. Now, obviously, when you're riding, doing these exercises, you want to make sure that you're not blocking your horse in any way with your posture or with your reins or with your legs and that they're free to move. And one strategy that has worked for me that might be useful for you is to start your lateral movement in walk so start your shoulder in and walk but after you've done just a step or two and and remember at the beginning you're only asking just for kind of the idea of it just like one or two steps you're not asking for 10 steps because that's a lot of work so just a step or two but once you're finished then i want you to trot away afterwards okay so you do the movement and walk the moment you're finished then you go for a trot it can be a trot anywhere a nice trot on a loose rein just Anywhere, it doesn't matter. The idea is that you've gone up, you've gone up into trot, and so make it a pattern that every that after each lateral movement you ask your horse to do, then you move up to the next gate as you're departing, finishing that lateral movement. So you finish the movement and then you move up into trot, and this little change in strategy could definitely help you keep more forwards energy during the lateral movement itself. So I hope that was helpful. Try it out, see how you get on. Now I want to give a shout out to a couple of our students this week. First, I want to give a shout out to Adrienne. So she said that I have found that what seems like doing nothing is doing a lot. 
On Monday, I just sat outside hanging out with my almost two-year-old filly. I also just hung out with my gelding, who had trust issues when I got him recently. He has come on a very long way in the time I've had him, and there is no rush to ride him. Listening to my horses is so important. 100% agree. And then also another big shout out to Chelsea. So Chelsea has been doing the one pole challenge. And she said, after a lot of patience and six attempts, we did it. It was, it was really funny. She's put up two photos that are really cute. Uh, so no sooner had she actually done it officially with the horse, with the pole and everything, that the, the horse was then loose in the, in this, the, just outside her stable, I think it is. And the horse then actually did the one pole challenge by herself with what looks like a brush, <laughs> a brush on the ground, which is really cute. So not only did she do the challenge but the horse is now doing the challenge on her own which is really funny and then one last final shout out this week to Joyce so Joyce said that I have to share something that happened yesterday I recently started watching Elaine's video lessons and had the opportunity to use one of her exercises in the paddock with my horse two of the four horses in the paddock were brought into the barn for grooming and mashes a brand mash I guess it is this is normally done around dinner time, but on this day it was early afternoon and this really threw them off. There was lots of whinnying and calling out from the two in the barn and the two outside, my mare being one of them. When I entered the paddock to get her, she was really agitated and quite worried about her friends calling out from the barn. I approached her quietly and stood by her shoulder and she was paying no attention to me, but as she walked or trotted nervously, I followed at her shoulder, mirroring her movement, stopping when she stopped, moving with her when she moved. Within two minutes, she settled a bit and turned to look at me by her side and bingo. There was a beautiful connection as I stroked her cheek lightly. Her posture got more relaxed and her whinnying became short little nostril flares until she totally calmed down. We stood quietly for a few minutes and then the two horses that were in the barn were let back into the paddock and they were extremely excited to be back in their comfort zone running around in the snow. Typically, my horse would have engaged with them, but she stood quietly by my side. I halted her and brought her into the barn where I was going to give her a quick brushing and change out her blanket. She immediately let me know that she was not okay with this, and typically she actually likes going into the barn. So I listened, and I took her out of the barn, and not into the paddock, but outside, where she could see and hear her buddies, and we did our grooming out there. There are many who would say that I gave in to her fear, and yes, I did, but I listened, and I offered her an alternative to be with me in a safer place for both of us. This is amazing. I love that story. So congratulations to everyone. Keep up the good work. And if you'd like to be featured in this section of the podcast, or if you'd like to read some more inspiring, I should say, stories, from our students all around the world, from down under Australia, New Zealand, one of my favorite places in the world, all over Europe, South Africa, South America, the US, Canada, all you need to do is join our community at starthorselistening.com. Thanks very much for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to discover more about my work and approach with horses, or you're interested in improving your pole work, your liberty work or lateral work, you can find out more about me and check out our range of online courses at greyponyfilms.com.